Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the blue sky shrouded Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're actually going to take um, an email that we got, and we're going to run with it. Oh, we're um, running. And uh, about ethics of... Of uh, force Prison. feeding prisoners, prisoners, la, la, la. So all sorts of stuff. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play around with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then also, do we have anything else? Well, I mean, we're gonna do a whole show. Well, I mean, we're stuff. gonna do a show. Is there anything else we need to to tease yeah, at yeah. the top of the show? Yeah. Uh, Frank is gonna is gonna do a progressive strip tease through, <laughs> through the rest of the uh, the program. And I'll not... be narrating like what he's taking oh, off at okay. what, at what sure. points during okay. the show. Sure, sure. <laughs> we'll have yeah. <laughs> it's it's not going to be pretty folks. This is mm-hmm. this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well you had some I, uh, I have some updates. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take one of my uh, one of my story slots and we're going to we're going to turn it into update central. Okay, I feel like I should make a sound like dee 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 updates. Okay, and yeah. now here's updates with Daniel Beecher. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, we we've been talking. You know, we talked a little bit about the um, the Holocaust Memorial in Ohio with the uh, mm. the Star of David. Yeah, it was all, it was all very or... up in arms about it. Okay, and you, you know, I think you had made the most salient point on this point because because the Star of David on a Holocaust memorial doesn't bother me, but what, but it does sort of exclude Mm -hmm. all of these other uh, victims of the Holocaust, which apparently were over half. Like the Jews were under half of the victims of the Holocaust, and yet somehow they've just claimed it as their own. (sighs) Those Jews, they are so like that (laughs) to just. Now, mind you, it's like careful. It's, it's it's like saying that minorities outnumber the majority. It doesn't mean that any single group outnumbers the Jews. Mm, right. I mean, there's you know the mentally the, the mentally retarded and the uh, and the Is gays. That the term we're using the, these days. It's a term they used then. Oh, okay. All right. Going with that. Okay. Uh, and then there, yeah, the homos, the homos, and there were a lot. I mean, right. Berlin pre World War Two was like was. Gay Central. <laughs> I got news for you. Post World War Two, also very gay. Well, but there was a moment when like people were rounded up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That w- that was a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, so the the freedom the fur mm-hmm. uh, the freedom from religion foundation. Mm, for, uh, I love fur. We're we're uh, considering uh, a legal action to stop this monument. This partially uh, publicly funded. Yeah, on public property okay. monument, and, and and so what what what's happening? They've they've dropped their suit. Oh, they are not going to be fighting this fight. And what other information? <laughs> well, uh, you, they're, they're, why why did they drop? They're still opposed to it. I I I think uh, I think they haven't been overly uh, forthcoming about their exact reasons. And I'll tell you, part of the problem that I have here is that my source on this is the ChristianPost.com. So uh, while I do know that this is true, that they have backed out of this, I don't, uh, you know, I don't trust the uh, the source to give me good information on why. Mm. But I, but um, the American Atheists on Facebook posted a thing about it, and they said that uh they agreed or i i think i think they said that they agreed with the decision just because the the timing is wrong and the way that the supreme court makeup looks mm-hmm. right now would be 
would be it would be really tough to get this thing to take it the distance and all of this other stuff. Mm. These hmm. these are the calculuses that go into these kind of questions. Hmm. Sounds like cop outs to me. It does sound a little like cop outs, although frankly, this one wasn't one that bothered me much anyway. Yeah, from well, the beginning. Again, it's just sort of I don't know. I don't understand why Ohio needs a Holocaust memorial. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> that confuses my me. mind as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm just you know at, at a certain a, point. Uh, I think you know. Yeah. Do, do you need one in every every community? Right. Is this Will a, that be enough? Right. And I mean, this isn't the t- <laughs> where, where are we going to stop? This isn't the small this. town of Ohio, Germany. This is right. This is Ohio. No, no Jews were rounded up in Ohio that we know of. That we know about. Yeah. That's a good point. They may have rounded up some Jews. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that, so that, that's update number one. Update okay. number two. Uh, a, uh, do you remember we talked about a couple who uh, lost their second child yes. to prayer? Yes. They, they yes. opted to pray instead of get medical help for a second child after having made the same mistake with the first child and losing it. Yeah, and what ended up happening with well, that? Did, did they decide to... They were charged with uh, third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter, uh, which their uh, defense attorney said, uh, no, they, they, they shouldn't be on the hook for this, uh, and gave all kinds of reasons. Well, a judge has now denied... Uh, t- declined to drop the murder charges. Oh, really? So, okay. so the the murder charges go ahead. Wow! Against these parents, as they should. Yeah, I applaud. So that. good. We, Going we, forward, we as a society need to send a very stern message mm-hmm. that it's not okay for you to let your kids die because your magic friend might save them. Right. Your non-magic friends at the hospital will definitely save them. Well, not definitely. Well, if it's just a simple bacterial infection? In those cases, yeah. <laughs> In the case but, of the, both of these children, mm-hmm. a quick trip to the hospital, even a little like a, an Instacare type thing, would have saved their, their lives. And if they don't, then you have a great like lawsuit on your hands. Sure. Make some money off of it. Yeah. Why not? Okay, that, that was almost evil. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to throw in, uh, as part of my update segment, I'm going to throw in mm. D, uh, wrote us again from, uh, Alabama. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, as an update, uh, to the whole, the f- 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 happenings up there. Oh well, yeah. Uh, where, I, I where the... you were just making sounds at that. No, point. no, no. Uh, the f- f- the name, the fur, 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 the, the fur, 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 Freedom from Religion Foundation. Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, they were uh, in his neck of the woods in Alabama um, because the prayer, uh, because because the superintendent of that uh, whole uh, district was was, was going around, uh, was going to do a whole prayer caravan. A prayer van, if you will, <laughs> where they go from school to school praying. Oh, it's what every school district needs. It is. It's true. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, so he just wanted to say that he listened to our talk because we disagreed with him on a few points. We did. Uh, he just wanted to say that uh, he listened uh, to our podcast and thinks that we're right. That the families that contacted the fur did the only thing they could do, and uh, and and 
that the Furfuf is correct in threatening a lawsuit. However, he says the Furfuf started their media blitz, their media blitz before the school board even sat down with their with the lawyers. So instead of allowing oh. the school board, uh, the school system to have a chance to fix the problems uh, after getting sound advice from their lawyers, which they did, uh, they started a media campaign and energized the Christian base. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You go into a community, you don't understand the dynamics of it. Right. And you yeah. just come out guns a-blazing. A, a you just kick the hornet's nest. Yeah. Because it's not in your backyard. It's in right. somebody else's backyard. Right. It's a tricky one. I think the fur needs to be more careful. I think so, too. All right. Thanks, call, D. Well, so a general call to be more careful. A little bit of care. Yeah. Couldn't be taken in okay. these situations. Huh. It's running willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So those are the updates. Okie dokie. Well, I have a story, Dan, of a miracle. <gasps> It's oh, a I miracle. love a miracle. Um, and, you know, the first start part of the story. Is it magnets? Is that the miracle? <laughs> no. How do they it, work? It could be. I know, right? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, apparently, uh, at an emergency um, roadside rescue scene where an accident had, had occurred, a, a girl in a, in a car mm. needed, like, the jaws of life to get her out and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So she's pinned in there. It's an old Mercedes. So, like, the jaws of life. Are, are built for small Toyota Tercels and not <laughs> um, Toyota or uh, Mer- Mercedes, apparently. The Germans are like, nine, we will not build the cars that can be easily cut. This is not how we build. <laughs> so the rescue workers, the emergency workers, were having a hard time using the jaws of life to get the girl out. Really? So she's pinned in huh. and she's asking for prayer. Okay. Mm. And like she's, she's asking those she's like around her, year old girl, those around yeah, her. She's asking, she's like, can somebody pray? I need to hear prayer. Okay. This is what she said. Okay. You know, fine. Wouldn't uh, it be funny if, if she said that and suddenly out she hears from someone, Allah Akbar, <laughs> Allah Akbar. <laughs> Not that <laughs> Baruch atah <laughs> No. <laughs> You're doing them all wrong. I want my God. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, apparently, um, as she's asking for this, you know, the, the rescue workers, they're still just working, trying to get her out. And Sure, which a, would be their job. So a, good. A Catholic priest appears. Okay. At the scene. That's nice. Right. He didn't just like, poof, poof, appear. Um, but he Are you sure? Sudden, well, that's where, <laughs> that's where it's heading. Um, and uh, so he just kind of walks onto the scene, does some, some praying, yeah. um, bless a few people, you know, splatter some oil around. Sure. And, Did he really uh, splatter oil? Or apparently. Even... Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, he anointed. Um, he he anointed. That's yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did I say that this was in Missouri? Eastern Missouri? Okay. I don't think I did. Missouri. Anyways. So kind of a rural area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's basically four little towns right there. And all the people know each other. Well, sure. nobody knew who this priest was. Oh. Okay. And he ends up, um, you know, the immediately after he does his little praying thing, the jaws of life work. Ta-da! Get, get this kid out of the car. <laughs> um, and then uh, there were a few other things that sort of just miraculously fell into place. Rescue workers from another town showed up, like right afterward. How did, right? they, how did they know? I don't know. It's pretty amazing. It's almost like a 911 call may have alerted them. And so as soon as they... The, Everything, all the commotion died down. They turned around to thank this priest, and he was gone. 
and nobody knew who he was. And so they were like, well, we need to ask around. And so they go through all the photos of the scene. Uh-huh. He's not in any of the photos. Oh. None of the photos. So he's, he's like, so the, the, um, the, the best working theory about what happened <laughs> here was that an angel <laughs> appeared in the form of a Catholic priest. Yeah. He did some blessing. Right. And just disappeared. Yeah. And couldn't have his photo taken. Yeah. Because right? they're because like vampires. Angels, yeah, exactly. Angels are the same as vampires. Angels and vampires can't have their photos taken. <laughs> All of these people who genuinely feel that they've that they've experienced a miracle. Mm-hmm. Do they convert to Catholicism now? I don't know, because apparently, I mean, one of the I think they have to, don't they? I think so. God sent a Catholic (laughs) priest. That's a pretty solid message. Yeah. That's a, you know... When our our angels dress up as religious folk, they choose to dress up as priests. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think you better get on board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. He was was a Catholic priest. He was a... So uh, my pastor's not going to be happy about it, but I got to be Catholic now. I don't know what I what I have to do. Do I have to get circumcised for that, or am I okay? Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, that's that's all. It's it, man, magical doings. Magic, you know, miracle. A miracle happened in Missouri. Now, the better miracle would have been God, you know, picking up the Mercedes. From harm's way right right or yeah or, ju- or just I mean, not allowing the accident yeah. to happen and this is a serious yeah. case of you know touched by an angel <laughs> <laughs> you know this is a catholic priest who resembled Ro- roma downey <laughs> <laughs> showed up and then della reese for no reason his large black female companion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, I have news that's, uh, that's, this is not as fun, for sure. This is, uh, mm-hmm. what this does is it makes me think of, a, of an issue more more broadly more complex i can think of an issue as more complex than i had originally thought oh okay i like that yeah so here's the deal um uh there's a small town in new york uh there well there are several small towns in new york mm. but this one is called greece new york mm. and uh as and in the country it's in the country only it's in new york so it's okay. a city okay uh last year uh a federal appeals court ruled that Greece uh, had crossed a line and violated the First Amendment's ban on an establishment of religion oh. uh, because for years the, the town supervisor has invited a local minister to deliver an opening prayer at the council's monthly meeting. Oh, okay. Uh, so there were, you know, a couple of residents of the town, one Jewish, one atheist, have decided, you know, had decided that since it was always a Christian and uh, blah, 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 they were going to sue because it amounted to endorsement of a, of religion yeah okay uh, specifically christianity right well uh the obama administration has written uh the, the legal team uh has written a uh an amicus brief maybe is what it is a friend of the court type of thing okay uh basically saying uh in favor of the prayer saying it is not unconstitutional what mm-hmm 
Why? Uh, well, they they point out that the uh, that most state legislatures and the House and Senate all open with a prayer. I'll I'll open their meetings with a prayer. Okay. Um, they tend to say that it's an open thing that's not limited to Christian prayer, but okay. they tend to open with a prayer, and that seems to have passed muster. But but the but the bigger question is, should they? Right. That and, is the and, bigger question. So shouldn't we be rooting it out where we can? Uh, it would seem so, but th- uh, I would agree with that statement. The Obama administration would not. Well, okay, fine. Yeah. What's weird is that now, I mean, this is obviously Obama siding with um, a whole bunch of Republicans, a whole bunch of of people that he would not side with in other things. What's also amazing to me is that, uh, I mean, we know at least from, like, the timing of this that it's not a ploy to get the electorate to like him. Right. So this is this is yeah. genuine. This is real. He believes this. He likes prayer. He likes prayer. Obama likes prayer. Try and tell me that he's a he's a Muslim now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. Like he's writing yeah, he's having Muslims his, like prayer though. Yeah. Could he be a Muslim who just likes prayer? Who <laughs> just who likes Christian prayer? Who likes prayer? Prayer in general? Who wants the opportunity to have one of his guys up? He could. He, he wants he wants to see an imam. <laughs> Say a prayer. Get up there. Yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. what's going on. That's, I can see right through it. It's all part I, of his... Got, his it, let me direct step. your attention to uh, my little chalkboard here. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to glimbeck this thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next step, Sharia law. Absolutely. Clearly, uh, across that's the country. what's coming next. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, the uh, conservative Christians should be wildly opposed to... If they don't want Sharia law in their country, they need to be opposed to prayer in uh in government wow yeah yeah that's the road they're going down they don't even see it coming i think it's important it's clearly very important (laughs) we do we need to start a uh a a conservative christian podcast where we say stuff like this (laughs) (laughs) i i I couldn't put the energy into it no i would not be able i would just it would sap every also, we'd be caught. Life we'd be me. caught fairly quickly. Yeah, considering somebody thought we were trolls. Yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> Good God! Here's, so I, <laughs> I I leave that to our listeners. If any of you want to start a faux <laughs> con- Christian conservative podcast and or video cast, and uh, we would be happy to consult. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We will help you come up with all of the arguments. <laughs> in the opposite direction from the Christian perspective. We just can't be bothered to actually do it. No, no, no. No. We we have we have stuff going on. Too much stuff. All right. Um well I've got a story that comes right back here to Salt Lake City. I've been to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um have you ever been to one of our two Greek Orthodox churches? I have. Really? Mm-hmm. For I've, a wedding? Mm-hmm. Okay. A big fat Greek wedding. I've been to the Hellenic Center, but Mainly for like, I think it was actually for. Was that for the Greek festival? I think or? it was for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they used the Hellenic Center. But anyways, nice. um, nonetheless, this is serious. Um, the oh, I'm sorry, I'll get very serious now. The uh, p- uh, the pastors, I guess. Is that what they're called? Priests, priests, mm. father, 
pastors. They wear funny hats and you know, have beards. I think calling them pastors is just fine. Yeah. I'm going to call them pastors, even though it's probably the wrong term. Um, priests. I just saw the word. Okay, good. Um, they have. Um, they are shutting down service. Services. At both? At both. In protest. Of? 40% pay in their, or cut in their pay. Ah! <laughs> Labor dispute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shame <labor>. on. <laughs> they should have the shame on people show up. Shame on our parishioners. <laughs> Big signs. They pay a few immigrants to stand out there with the, with the signs. Shame on our own parishioners. <laughs> How are they going to afford their big funny hats? I don't know. I mean, with, uh, with, 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 with so little money. Significantly less money. I mean, that's a lot of money. 40% is huge. To all of a sudden not have that in your paycheck, yeah, that sucks. Apparently, now, now though, they can't afford their swanky, you know, Federal Heights homes. <laughs> Is that where they live? I have no idea. I'm right. just throwing no. it out there. Let's see. Uh, we could do some math real quick, um, because there were three. So there's Father Michael Kurametis, um of Prophet Elias in Holiday, Father uh-huh. Matthew Gilbert at Holy Trinity, and Father Elias. Calcus, who I must do both. I don't know where he is. Right. Say where he is. Um, cutting the three of them by forty percent will save the parish one hundred twenty-four thousand, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Okay, one hundred twenty-five divided by three. Mm-hmm. One, so one. that's like I can't get my calculator working. That's fifty. Okay, for each one, and that's forty percent of their salaries on average. So, so they make over a hundred grand a piece. It's closer to forty, but that's okay. 100, but yeah. Oh, 125. Yeah, of course. I was had 150 in my head for some right. reason. So okay, so just so like somewhere around wait, what'd you say? Forty? Yeah. Well, if it's by forty percent, then they make a hundred grand each. Yeah. So now they're at sixty. So now they're at sixty. That's a pretty I mean that's a, that that's a big you, salary cut. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. big salary that's a, cut. That's not a good one. And I don't know if they have like housing that's provided for them or anything right but like you would think if they're being paid that much they probably don't (laughs) you know well i don't know maybe i don't know they can live in the house of the lord apparently it's pretty good to be a it's good to be a priest a, 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 a greek orthodox priest but nonetheless uh they're getting cut this is uh the directive actually comes from denver which is i guess the regional um office is based in denver oh. and the, and he's like shut it down wow shut it down that's what your parishioners voted for shut it down damn yeah well you know this is good because uh my my friend whose wedding i went to who's greek orthodox and also a sometime listener to our program oh hey thomas uh-huh. he uh he he'll ha- he'll now have some extra time yeah he won't week. have to go to church on sunday yeah yeah that's good yeah <laughs> um and uh but they and they're not doing baptisms. They're not oh. conducting uh, weddings. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, but in the mean, in the meantime, they did approve um, the rites marking the feast of the Transfiguration, and uh, something else got approved as well as like sort of essential, important thing. Oh, we have to do these uh, these these right. little events. But then, um, oh, any scheduled wedding or baptism, they will do. They're okay. just not going to take it. Okay. So, because uh, I was going to say that would suck if you've planned your whole wedding and yeah. everything's kind of like in place and then they're like, meh, no. Yeah. 
I mean, it might add extra pressure to go back to previous salaries. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what's funny is this is where the Mormons and possibly the Catholics have them beat, which is that oh? it's like you've got a top down structure where the laity has. Mm. I don't know the Catholics. I don't know this, but it seems like it seems like the laity doesn't have any say in what priests get paid. Mm. I, they certainly don't. I, I mean, don't they don't in Mormon church because nobody gets paid. <laughs> right. The the, yeah. the 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 it's all lay clergy. But uh, until you get into the 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 big structures, but yeah, yeah I, I, this is a it's an interesting thing, you know. When you're when you don't think of priests necessarily as employees of anything, uh, except Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, Jesus apparently doesn't determine their pay structure. No, not at all. Um, but and I guess the the, the, the these um, <laughs> congregations, these parishes, have been having fi- obviously financial troubles, mm. which yeah. is crazy. They have that huge festival every year. You'd think are they not would... making enough money off I of that? I know, I huh. know. Well, you know, the other thing is that uh, uh, I I've seen I've seen the writing on the wall on this one. Oh yeah, because because uh, tr- Holy Trinity downtown. Mm-hmm. They got you, you know. If you walk past at the at the noon hour or whatever, you'll hear all the bells tolling and whatever. Yeah, that's recorded bells. <laughs> that's not real bells. <laughs> that's true. It's true. They're making cutbacks, well, cut, cutbacks every which way. Yeah, they had to get. They had to sell off their bells. <laughs> they just they just bought a PA system and bell sounds. Yeah, a bell sounds CD. Well, yeah, why not? I I disapprove of that. If you don't got bells, don't pretend you have bells. You're lying to me. Well, it's nice. As somebody who happens to be in that neighborhood a lot, right? it's nice. You walk down the street, you hear I, the bells. I enjoy hearing bells, but I enjoy hearing actual bells. I don't like I being agree. lied to. I agree. <laughs> when possible, it is nice to hear actual bells. Yeah. But I also understand that yeah. there's a financial concern here. Do you, sure. really, do you want to pay for bells or do you want to pay for really expensive priests? Right. You can't have both. You can't have both. Also, I hear that the dome that's on top of Holy Trinity uh-huh. is not actually like locked down. It's this super heavy off. thing, but uh, they never actually, they never had the money to actually like, well, like clamp it down. Let's on the get a helicopter and, and uh... just steal their dome. <laughs> your dome is now ours. <laughs> All your dome are belong to us. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so there nice, you go. Nice little local story. Local story, trouble. Local story that's not Mormon. Indeed. A local story that's not Mormon. Woohoo. Now we'll have to go to Crownburger and listen in on the conversations that happen. I know. All Maybe the, they're not making enough money at, at all the restaurants. At all the restaurants. We'll, we'll go to the, the Greek souvlaki place and see what's mm, going on. So good. <laughs> Actually, that sounds amazing. Right that now. does sound really good. <laughs> Very good. Now, <sighs> that or maybe Aristos. Mm. Mm. We have a strong uh, Greek population here that, in Salt Lake City. That is something people probably do not realize. Yeah, good is like pretty pretty solid Greek thing happening. Yeah, and if you want good Greek food, we got we it. got it. We got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I so my last my last uh, story was all serious and kind of a downer. This oh. ser- this is a very serious story. Oh, because it involves a nuclear defense site. Oh, this sounds serious, Dan. It is serious. Uh, Vandals. What? Vandals. Not just vandals. Uh, 
uh, break-in artists. Oh, my God. Broken. At a nuclear defense facility? Broken. And this is our nation's security, Dan. I, I'm with you. They broke in and they spray painted the walls. Oh dear God! And they, you know, was there anybody on manning them. this facility? <laughs> Apparently, uh, not very well. <laughs> and security at a national defense facility. Right, right. Apparently, I think I think adding to the embarrassment of all of this is the fact that the vandals who broke in, uh, the protesters who mm-hmm. managed to squirrel their way in. Uh, mm-hmm. Cutting through the uh, the chain link fence on the outside, oh, okay, and all of so the, like, like cloak and dagger type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, they've watched some uh, some primetime TV. Uh, to do this. Uh, there was a a fifty six year old man, mm, a sixty four okay. year old man, okay, and Sister Megan Rice, an eighty three year old nun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she manning the bolt cutter? <laughs> she, I think she was. I think she was the mastermind of the whole thing. <laughs> she probably was. <laughs> This happened a while ago. Uh, I don't know how it it missed our radar. Um, (laughs) But fortunately, it popped back up in the news uh, a little bit ago when she she was convicted. Oh, no. They convicted her? No. Yeah. Sweet old nun. She did it. This is, so this is in Oak, this happened in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, uh, at a site Mm. that processes and stores uranium. Okay. So it's not, I mean... Yeah. It's still a national security issue. If you can get into a place that has uranium, uh-huh. yeah, that's a problem. But she says uh, she says she has one regret, uh, uh, she, S- Sister Megan, that uh-huh. that she only she regretted uh, having waited seventy years to take action. Wow, which would have meant that she had started her but, activism at thirteen. Yeah, I guess, but and before such facilities existed, which she, sure, sure, but I, I think we're missing the the larger point here. <laughs> oh my gosh! So they they face up to twenty years in prison uh, oh. after their conviction oh, for so sabotaging she... the plant. Mm, Apparently, she broke in like they did. They wrote they sabotaged. What did they I, do to I, sabotage? They didn't. It? They wrote they wrote shit on the walls. But I mean. It's serious enough. Just saboteur. <laughs> so yeah, she. Uh, so yeah, she uh, she she wrote on the walls, and apparently they did. They sprayed the exterior of the complex with baby bottles containing human blood. Where did they get the human blood? Oh, she's probably a vampire nun. I mean, <laughs> clearly that's the case. Human blood? Yeah, I don't know. They, that's, uh, that's weird. They stringed out crime. That does need to be punished. Because <laughs> str- that's just because that's just something really wrong. Fucking there. weird. Pig's blood, okay. Right, human blood. That's weird. Uh-huh. Stringing. They strung out uh, crime scene tape and uh, and chipped Cute. chipped a wall with hammers. They spent two hours inside the facility. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to convict because there's the level of embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. There's- it's just literally like, hey, come on in. Or they, the, the security guards are just like watching. They're like, let's see what happens with this. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really worried that they're going to do anything harmful. Or they're just, just watching the monitor like, that cannot be an 80-something-year-old woman. She's just hobbling in. <laughs> she's using the bolt cutters as a cane. <laughs> as a walker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I just think that that's amazing. Oh and 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 all of this was, of course, as a as a protest against the um, the use of nuclear weapons and all of that stuff. Well, I mean, that's something that's that that's worthy of protest. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, interesting, <laughs> wild. That that's a, a fascinating uh, little story. Ghost sister, sister Mar- Megan, sister Megan, sister Megan. She's, she does she know Sister Wendy? She, she I think she is. I think. And s- if you look over here, this is where they process the uranium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Their little buck teeth. Oh, anyway. Sister Wendy. Sister Wendy. I think, I think Sister Wendy would be like, "Holy shit, Sister Megan's some extreme <laughs> shit over there." <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I got one more story. Do it. Um, and this is. Um, the story of a pastor who is being prosecuted for reading the Bible out loud in public. Mm. Oh my God. What's going on here? Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Oh wait. Yes, you are. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, he and another man showed up, uh, at the DMV. Oh, before it opened. <laughs> okay. And there was a crowd of about 40 people already lined up. This is out in California. Okay. And, uh, Hemet. <laughs> yeah, Hemet, California. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't read it. It looked like it was Frank, either Hermit or Hemet. Frank was like craning his neck over his microphone stand and then under, and literally he had to duck his head like straight toward his. Com- <laughs> Frank, you're getting old. I just I couldn't make out the if it was an let's, R let's, or an M. It's clearly an M. The more you, I stare at it, let's get your uh, your reading glasses going. So well, can... I'm farsighted, so and that's far enough away. I should have been able to read it. But anyways, uh, so the DMV um, in in uh, Hemet, California, is where this whole thing uh, took place. And when the first Calif- uh, when the first uh, uh, highway patrolman uh-huh. showed up on site, um, he grabbed the Bible away from the pastor. Oh, just grabbed it away. Oh, and uh, because he said that um, he, he could not preach to a captive audience. Okay. Now there's no California penal code that says such a thing. Okay. So okay. the later, or so later, the officer cited uh, them for violating a different, well, an actual. Uh, section of the penal code, which is uh, which says any person who intentionally interferes with any lawful business carried on by the employees of a public agency open to the public by obstructing or intimidating those attempting to carry on business or those persons there to transact business with the public agency is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment in a county jail for up to 90 days or by a fine of up to four hundred dollars um, or by both. Okay. And it's... That sounds more reasonable. That is reasonable. But... It's pretty funny, though. They were standing 40 feet away from the entrance of the building. <laughs> and they were just reading from the Bible loudly. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is an overreaction here. <laughs> now, I would an be annoying a, act. Yeah. If I had been in line to there... To be sure. I would have been annoyed. Yeah. Actually, I probably would have been slightly bemused uh, yeah me too i probably would have giggled <laughs> yeah. a little bit like i would have found the thing kind of funny but then again wait now here's the thing add to i mean we know that they were doing this thing and just in and of itself it makes me giggle a little bit i just think they're being silly however add to that the fact that you're up in the morning to go to the dmv oh you might actually be really annoyed i would probably be pissed especially if there's like 40 people in line in front of you and it hasn't even open jet yeah i might be tempted to yell shut up yeah at that point 
Actually, I may not know the actual number. I saw 40 on the page. Oh. I thought that's what it was. Oh, okay. And that's they were 40 feet away. But oh. there was a line outside. Yeah. Um, Why? That's the, you know what? I, I don't care about the legal issues. The question to me is, why, why the DMV? I mean, it's not like you, you know. You take God's word out to the people. Where are the people? <laughs> They're at the DMV. <laughs> Have you ever been to the DMV and looked around? I mean, it I is had the to go most to the, amazing cross-section. I went to the DMV two days ago. And it's it's awful. The amazing thing about, okay, because like you live in Utah for a while. And I mean, granted, we live over on the west side. So yeah. we, we do. We get a good cross-section. We, we get a good good mix of people. But yeah. if you if you're over on the east side and you're up, you know, up on the bench, you really only see white people. Yeah. That's where I grew up. Yeah. It's all white. And then you go down to the DMV and it's like this isn't Utah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could spend a good amount wild. of your life never seeing much any color yeah. really to speak of. But you go and to the DMV like, and everybody's down there. Yeah, there's like women in like you know, hijabs. And mm-hmm. There's the there's the whole thing. Yep. And it's like, where am I? Yeah. But anyways, scary. So that's where it's the people terrifying, are. That's what those... I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's true. You find you find a cross section of people, and these people they need Christ in their life, <laughs> just like anybody, especially a lot of those people. Let's face it. Because because they're driving cars. Yeah. Driving people who drive cars need Jesus. They do, <laughs> clearly, man. Oh Lord. Well, if you uh, if you want to send us your your readings from the Bible, you can <laughs> don't 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 bother. But if you want to contact us for other reasons, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook dot com slash tgi atheist, or you could send us a, uh, an email at mm-hmm. podcast at thinkgodimatheist.com. I'm sure. Or you can uh, you can talk to us directly using your own voice. A using... miracle of modern technology. It's just folks. a miracle. It's not even technology. It's just a miracle. <laughs> uh, and you can do that by calling 424-666-TGIA, which is 424-666-8442. That is correct. We're going to take a quick break. Um, this is, uh, well, this is some crazy Christian's. This is a this is a TV show. We just got a call from Miami. He's watching us on the computer, and um, I want to know: Is My Little Pony a satanic cartoon? And I'm asking over here because I would say no. I, I think you have to use wisdom, and actually, anything can be anything if you if you put your imagination behind it. Put her up while she's talking. <laughs> Um, I was saying, I think anything could be, you know, anything. One of the greatest witch, witches in the nation is coming on this station. And he's going to tell what they used to do. And I will find out from him, too, about this little pony thing. Because I, I kind of think it is, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But, and it's like Harry Potter. I want to tell you something. There have been more kids drawn into witchcraft since Harry Potter came on. Dexter, I'll get back with you on your question. Thank you so much for calling in. If you don't know what Smurfs are, they're not that cute little cuddly thing. They are satanic. They do satanic uh, pentagrams, Smurf sheets, Smurf covers, Smurf curtains, Smurf everything. They took out and they burned those Smurf things. They anointed the place with oil. They asked the angels of God to clean it out. 
that child slept peacefully for the first time Hallelujah. in many, many months. Amen. You see, I seriously, I've always, uh, you know, the, here's the, and this is honest. I, I've always questioned the Smurfs' uh, intentions. <sighs> well, clearly, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> My Little Pony's fine. There's a lot of magic there, but the, actually, the main problem is the rainbows. Probably I, that that clued them into something that. Oh, they're gay. They're they're gay, 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 gay. Gay is all hell. Yeah, but but they're not satanic like them Smurfs with their pentagrams. Well, that that once you <laughs> once once somebody points it out to well, you, it's, it's obvious. And you really. go back and you look at the Smurfs again through that lens. It's it is clear that Gargamel is a satanic priest, and but Gargamel's the Smurfs' enemy. Yeah. I think Gargamel. Well, look he, at what he's wearing. He's I think the he's the creator. I think he he's an actual the Smurfs. Do you know oh, the Smurf creation oh, that's right. story? That's right. He 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 created them. Yeah. So he's God. Well, he's he's playing around with some some dark magic here. Yeah, dark magic. How can he create those little beings? You know what I think? I think uh, I, I I you know now that I think back on it, I was a little suspicious every time Satanist Smurf showed up. But I just figured he's just one of the – he's just part of the rich Smurf culture that they had. Yeah. You got your vanity Smurf. You mm-hmm. got your uh, brainy Smurf. And, you know, Satanist Smurf was just one mm-hmm. of the – one mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. – Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, and then, you know, all those male Smurfs and then that one Smurf ad. No kidding. Suspicious. Right. Well, and they – Yeah. Anyway. Yep. There and you, you go. remember how Smurfette was originally created, right? Or to what end? She was sent in by Gargamel as like his little agent into the Smurf <laughs> community, and she was supposed to bring them down from within. But then they converted her to to good. Oh, isn't that sweet? That's nice. I watched a lot of Smurfs. Clearly, when I was a kid, clearly I loved the Smurfs. <laughs> I would get up and watch the early morning Smurfs. And then the Smurfs that came on like two hours later. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you also eat Smurfberry Crunch? I did everything Smurf. I had Smurf pajamas. <laughs> I had Smurf plush toys. I had, I had Smurf everything. And you were and you were able to uh, to sleep at night because apparently that means that Satan was all over your room. <laughs> all oh, your room was just splattered in Satan. I slept just fine. Oh, but I did grow up to be an atheist, so there is something. Oh, oh, there might be. The, there's something to it. There is something clearly, clearly something to yeah. it. Well, we have some uh, some correspondence. Mm? Lots mm. of people have decided that they wanted to chat with us, and we Indeed. appreciate that. Yes. So I thought I'd uh, read some stuff. We can't go through everything, but. We'll get some stuff done. Uh, this came from Sarah. Uh, she says she found out about the podcast and uh, and it has started back at the very beginning. We've been getting this a lot. A lot of people have been going back to the beginning and, yeah. uh, and listening all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so sorry about all of the old stories that aren't relevant anymore. Yeah. But uh, you kind of chose to do that. Right, right. So <laughs> <laughs> she says uh, uh, she's only on episode 18 but, uh, quote, I had to write in and let you know how much I love you guys. It's all I listen to in the car now, and I've told all my atheist friends about it. I recently went on vacation to Zion. That's Zion National Park here in mm-hmm. Utah, southern Utah. A lovely, lovely place to visit. Or Zion, right? Not, not if you're a Utahan. <laughs> that is Zion. Matter of fact, what's funny is that I had a friend who was from... Uh, who was from Spokane, Washington, oh, yeah. and she refused to say Zion. She always just said yeah. Zion, mm-hmm. and I and so I started pronouncing the school at her hometown 
Gonzaga. Oh yeah. And she 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 fell in line. Okay. Because it's Gonzaga. And that happened to the executive director of the place I used to work, where she was from Washington as well. Oh, really? And, of course, there's Zion's Bank, uh -huh. right? And so she, like, the whole staff is like, do not get up on stage and thank Zion's Bank no. for funding this event. Right, yeah, like, yeah. No. You got to get up there and say Zion. And so she's, like, practicing Zion. It's Zion. just hard to say. It's just... I grew up. I watched The Matrix. I know what Zion is. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's so so. Uh, Sarah went to Zion to Zion. Oh, and, and, and stopped in St. George on the way. She says, oh, cute. "I noticed so many nuances that I never would have known had I not been listening to your show. Mm -hmm. It was startling. Mm. Living in San Diego has been so nice compared to other cities in terms of atheist freedom. Oh. Uh, it was crazy to be in Utah and see the difference. Keep up the good work." And she says maybe in six months, when she's finally caught up, she'll hear a shout-out uh, from her adoring email. Oh. Well, six yeah. months from now. You got it. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for writing. Uh, should I do another one, or do you want to do a, a voicemail? I'll do a voicemail. All How's right. that? Throw that in. I'm just going to play one at random. Please do. Hey, Dan. Hey, Frank. Um, I was wondering if you guys know the answer to this. I'm going to look it up online. Obviously, Google is my friend. But I was wondering, do Mormon men and women have sex after the woman goes through menopause? Um, I don't know if you know any, like, specific stories or anything, but it's a curious thing to me because they're not supposed to, right? I, I thought so. I don't know. All right. Bye. Mormons and sex. <laughs> it's an often misunderstood thing. Yeah, by Mormons as well as everybody else. Yeah, but I would say that while Mormons have a lot of like hang-ups about premarital sex, mm -hmm. I mean, once they get married, they have sex. They have sex. They don't, and 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 even though like the whole idea is that sex is for procreation, uh non-procreative for enjoyment yes non-procreative couples still have sex yeah uh women who have had menopause still have sex and couples in the the midst of their of their fertile years will have sex just have sex sure and and not and babies. mormonism does not have an express uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh a ban on contraception yeah these are not catholics people yeah yeah, yeah. so there's your answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Velia. 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 I don't know how you pronounce your name, uh, Velia. But uh, she says, or he. It's got to be a she, right? I think the standard is if it ends in an A. That's what we're going with. You can say it's a girl? Yeah. If, you're, um, if your name is not a common name that we're going to know, you might want to give us a heads up on like <laughs> pronunciation and whether it's male or female or something. Anyway... He, she oh, God. says, he and or she says, uh, uh, sorry, Valia. <laughs> that was all Dan. Uh, she's, so she's referring to a conversation that we had, uh, when we were talking about phrases like, thank God, or heaven knows, or, mm. you know, these sort of phrases, is right. it okay for, for, uh, for we as atheists to use these phrases? Right. And she says, what about saying bless you when someone sneezes? 
Mm. I'm okay with the fact that it's short for the for God bless you. What I have trouble with is the the reason why we have that particular convention in so of social behavior in the oh, first place. Right. It's derived from the ridiculous Christian based superstition, the belief that the sneeze has let out some of your has let some of your soul escape mm. and you are more susceptible to the devil and therefore require God's blessing. Well that's science actually. That that's is, not just <laughs> that is, clearly that's, that's obviously true. Uh, because somebody once thought of that. Yeah. So that's what I feel every time I sneeze. And I sneeze a lot. She says, she says, why should anyone care about sneezing? Aside from exposure to germs, shouldn't a sneezer say, excuse me, just like a coffer? Yeah. It's bizarre that one physiological respiratory event, coughing, (laughs) requires some comment by the the person who just expelled microbes into his environment, while the other physiological respiratory event, sneezing, requires comment by the recipient of the expelled microbes. Yeah. I don't have a problem. Who cares? It's all just silly. (laughs) Well, These are just social conventions at this point. The words bless you don't mean anything. Right. Well, she brings up the word gesundheit. Right. Uh, she, uh, she has not found a satisfactory solution. Uh, saying nothing seems rude. Saying Gesundheit sounds pretentious. I say nothing. Do you? Oftentimes. I, I, I say Gesundheit quite a bit. Because, I mean, I like the meaning of it. It just means yeah. I wish you health. It yeah. means, a, I mean, technically the word means well, and a she, state of health. She, she feels that it's mildly, um, what's the word? She, she said used? pretentious. Pretentious. I don't think so. I, I, I disagree I think with that. just fine. Right. But, of course, I have, like... You know, strong German ancestry. Yeah. Well, that, there you go. You know, I mean, my grandmother was fluent in German. I think so. we should start a convention of, of yelling, course. of yelling, stop it when someone sneezes. <laughs> Shoot. Stop it. Why did you yell at me? I just sneezed. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. That, that's, that seems <laughs> actually rude. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think it needs to even be acknowledged. I think All that happened is somebody sneezed. Right. It's not pleasant or unpleasant. It can be both, actually. I've had the experience of enjoying not, a sneeze. Not... Sure. It's not a big deal. Right. Here's what I would say. I would say this. Uh, one, the one thing that I, I do feel fairly strongly about is we as atheists do not need to throw a hissy fit if someone says, bless you, after we sneeze. Oh, dear God, no. Which I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. Uh, I'm an atheist. <laughs> so. Would you please be kind enough? Don't to keep your God's blessings to yourself. Yeah. I don't believe in your stupid God and his stupid blessings. So uh, take your well-wishing and shove it up your ass. That does seem like a good way to make a new friend. <laughs> it does seem. It's, and it's, uh, it's good publicity for atheists oh, yeah. Yeah. in general. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it really yeah. has all of the positive effects that you could possibly yeah, want. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. I'll play in a voicemail. Please do. This is Kevin Washington. Hey, I was calling and listening to some of your older episodes, and you talked in June about uh, Mike Huckabee and his belief that the church, or his mentioning that the church should let go of the tax-exempt status, and I thought maybe it, it needed a little more conversation. I, I think if you if you really look at what he's saying, they'll give up the tax-exempt status. They're still, you know, sketchy on how they're going to report their income because it's all cash going into the, into the collection plate. The only thing they really have to pay is uh, their property tax, but it would enable them to start the super PACs and also to start offshoot nonprofit organizations uh, just like the Crossroads and Crossroads GPS uh, do. And I think it would be a way for them to get in government if they, were, if they gave up that tax-exempt status and took on the same status as any other corporation. 
uh, you're going to see a whole bunch of religious nuts um, in elected office. So I, I, I'm all for them keeping their tax exempt status. And uh, if you want to discuss it more, I think that would be a, a great show. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, John. I don't think we're going to devote an entire show to it, but I do want to say that uh, while he makes some interesting points, I actually have no problem with a church giving up tax exempt status and starting uh, and and starting you know super PACs or whatever, mm. and and actually engaging the political system. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, I think we would have more uh, more. Uh, transparency we would know where you know where funds are coming from and mm-hmm. we would know i mean it you know we would know it would be a matter of, of record how much they make I, was it jim is that who that jim. was jim yep. seems to think that uh that they wouldn't accurately report their in their uh their plate collection intake yeah. but i don't i don't see that as a big problem i mean who cares maybe yeah i mean However, you would solve that problem, you make it less anonymous, or right. But at least, but at least we we as they would be paying their fair share into society. I I never really understood the whole collection plate thing because Mormons don't do that, right? And because Mormons want their their you know their tax write off, right? And so it's all of course Mormons give a shit ton of their money. Well, actually, a lot of collection plates, uh, a lot of churches now you can get a little envelope. That has that has a little you write oh, how much a little you, tear off thing yeah a little tear off uh, thing, but here's the other thing um, really? the Mormons miss out on the collective pressure to add to the 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 visibility of their non giving yeah but it's visible enough the the bishop at the end of the year is like is this really ten percent of your income? right yeah 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 they they, 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 they do a good, get their they do a good job of shaming. They get their ten percent. Yeah. Oh, they definitely get their ten percent. It's quite amazing. I mean, they get their ten percent out of people who are on church welfare. Yeah. They force anybody on church welfare to pay. I mean, these are people who have like no income. Right. Whatever does come in, they have to give ten percent of it to the church, and then the church, the church will cut them off from their cheese and bread and rent being paid for. Uh, But as long as they're doing that. They're probably getting out more than they're pumping in, so it's worth. It's totally a, a worthwhile oh, no, investment. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still just rude. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got I got a, a email from Matthew. Um, it's it's a long one, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna just lift out uh, a point that he made. He says that he used to live uh, on Beaver Island, Michigan. Does that name ring any bells for you? Beaver Island, Michigan. Is that where the Strangeites are? That is it. Wow. Uh, although he correctly points out that uh, that Jesse Strang did not have an E on the end of his name. However, I still want to pronounce it Strangeites. Oh, are they Strangites? Strangites. Are they really? Yeah, technically. But come on, Strangeites. Yeah. That's better. Strang. I guess it would just be Strang, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anywho, huh. uh, he, he uh, tells the fun story of King Jesse. The king of the king of Beaver Island. Okay, and so I had to look this up a little bit. Um, he did apparently anoint himself king of, of an island of an island of in the middle of an island in uh, Michigan. Not okay. it's not like some island in the middle of the the Caribbean or something. It's an island in Michigan. Still, most people don't even get to do that. Yeah, and and he have had, you ever? It turns out he had a lot of followers. Really, like he caught up to Brigham Young. 
Really? In terms of followers at one point. But then they trickled off? Well, after he was murdered. Yes. Oh. They literally, like, it just turned into a, a, a shell of what it once was. Oh, that's a shame. In part because, unlike Brother Brigham, unlike the Youngites, uh-huh. he didn't have a structure in place below him for someone to step up and take the reins. Because uh. he was a king. Oh, and he hadn't declared his his <laughs> crown prince. No, I guess not. And he was, he was the king. What's really funny is that uh, it was such a big deal, uh, according to um, according to Matt, who uh, who who wrote to us. The, the The lore on the island is that he was such a, a like he declared himself king, and he declared the island a sovereign nation, hmm. re- requiring a response from the U.S. Uh, government wow who sent the coast guard <laughs> and then and then you know there was a there were battles and all sorts of things and then eventually what? a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh of irishmen who had also settled on that island so there's like so it's like two groups that have both sort of tried to run away from regular united states society wow one for religious reasons one for, one for Ethnic persecution reasons. Okay, sure. Uh, of course, that creates tension on the island. Yeah, and then have to. And then a bunch of the uh, 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 the the story is that a bunch of a bunch of Irishmen uh, dragged him out and killed him. Oh, and so, there goes the king. There goes the king. But there's still a King Strang Hotel. Really? Uh, on on the island and uh yeah there's all sorts of stuff i really kind of want it next next road trip we do if we do a mormon road trip which we've talked about possibly doing yeah that's one of the stops okay i think that that would be great we'll uh he it. wanted me uh, matt who signs his letter yours in god oh that's cute uh he wanted me to shout out to the uh to the folks at the baby bump app atheist and agnostic group from and this is his screen name this is a really good one he chose a good one Gflxlacks, uh, which is spelled G P S H S L A X. Yeah. Anyway, okay. There's your shout out. <laughs> awesome. Hi, everybody from Matt. <laughs> Why don't you do another voicemail? Uh, here it goes. Oh my gosh, freaking Dan! This is Alina from Texas. I actually left you my first voicemail last night, thanking you for helping me to realize my atheism. But I couldn't wait to call you guys back because guess who I just had at my door? A couple of Mormon missionaries, uh, what is it, uh, Elder Man and Elder Humphreys. And they wanted to ask me if I had ever read the Book of Mormon. And I blew their minds with the things that I have learned from this podcast. I asked them, um, about their temple names, and I asked them um, how many years they were on mission, and uh, they were asking me if I had known some of the stories of the Book of Mormon, and I knew it all, and they couldn't believe it. And they said, man, are you a former Mormon, or do you read the book? And I said that I listened to this podcast by two former Mormons who live in Salt Lake, and they tell all of the interesting facts about Mormonism, among other religions, including the Nation of Islam or uh, different sects of Christianity, and they said, oh, what's this podcast? I think I'll have to listen to it. And I told them it's called Thank God I'm Atheist. And you 
should have seen their faces. I couldn't wait to call you guys and tell you. And they couldn't believe all the things I knew. And I said, you know, sacred, not secret. And they almost died. To be fair, it is like 105 degrees outside. And I gave them each a bottle of cold water. And I wished them luck. Uh, I didn't slam the door in their face. But it was way more fun to convince them. And they said that they would to listen to your podcast. So congratulations, Frank and Dan. Oh, my God. That makes me happy on levels. Oh, yeah. So that, many levels. That tickles that all the good parts. That's so much fun. She she had called in the day before and left us a message, which we didn't, which we opted to go with this one rather mm-hmm. than the other one because the other one was thanking us for, you know, helping her to come out of the closet as an atheist yeah. and, uh, you know, whatever. This was much better. <laughs> oh by the way uh i i really it hurts me to burst this bubble mm-hmm. they're not gonna listen to us no they won't they were liars they lied that's in that uh, moment they were definitely not that's not what, well they're not gonna do it they just don't the missionaries yeah. the mission mormonaries and even even if they were sincere in the moment they'll get home and See an explicit mark, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They'll, they'll hear. Oh, I can't listen to that. They'll they'll hear us drop one fuck, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's not." That made my soul hurt. That's you know what? They'll get a dark feeling. They will, yeah. And they'll t- and that's how they'll express it. Oh, that's oh, too what bad. Dark feeling. Mm. Um, uh, do we have some donors, Dan? We oh yeah, great idea. Let's talk about them. Uh, thank you to all our, our donors. We got uh uh, uh you know uh, a few of them. Now we've got um, a new subscriber, Mackenzie, has, Damn, has wow. become a monthly subscriber. Thank you, Mackenzie. Really appreciate that. Uh, Nathan has uh, has has bought us drinks. Oh, which is thank you, Nathan. Which is fantastic. Um, we got uh, also um, uh, Daniel bought us drinks. Okay, which is very sweet. Thank uh, you, Daniel. Uh, April. Is a new uh, monthly uh, subscriber oh, as well. Wonderful, thank you, April and uh, and uh, Amanda. Well, thank you, Amanda. Has given us a one-time donation. Wonderful. We re- all of this so... uh, serves to uh, to keep the podcast going. Absolutely, which is, which is fantastic. And you know, if if we get more uh, money than than is needed to keep the podcast going, mm-hmm. all that means is that now we have money to. Uh, to do things like go on our road trip Absolutely, or to, yeah. to, to, to produce other content that, Absolutely. that we yeah. enjoy. So we, we, we really appreciate you guys contributing. Yeah. It's very appreciated. Uh, do we have more uh, voicemail? No more voicemail. Okay. We're done with the voicemail. Well, then we've got one last email that, uh, that will launch us into a discussion. Yay! The launching of us okay. into discussion. Uh, it's in reference to a discussion that we had uh, uh, some weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, about Guantanamo Bay prisoners and, uh, and hmm. the fact that they had gone on a hunger strike mm. and, uh, and uh, what, what our government was doing to ensure that they stayed alive. Uh, this is Lynn who writes to us and says, Dear Frank and Dan, I really like the podcast and look forward to, you each, uh, to each new show every week. You are both funny and not very nice. I appreciate your gentle approach. You are not angry atheists at all. Thank you. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. However, oh, there's a however. Uh, that's <clears throat> however's 
That's a, that's a tricky word. Skun dun dun. I was simply appalled at your comments on force feeding prisoners at Guantanamo. Force feeding is torture. Uh, whether Americans torture people during the day or at night is simply irrelevant. Oh, that's because we had discussed Ramadan being an issue <laughs> right. when it comes to right. the force feeding. Because do you uh, violate their religion as well as you know, blah, blah, blah. Because so, right. you're not allowed to eat in the daytime right. when you're in, <clears throat> a Muslim. Uh, she says, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, every discussion of what time of day should uh, we should for- should be force-fed what time of day people should be force-fed during Ramadan distracts from what our country is doing, torturing people. As atheists, I believe we must take a strong stand against the torture of people. Can you imagine being kept locked up in Guantanamo? Many of the prisoners there uh, have been there more than 11 years with no charges mm. and no trial. Which is appalling. Um, this is a complete violation of the Bill of Rights, which guarantees the right of people to be confronted with their accusers. Uh, suicide is a, is is strictly prohibited in, in Islam. Uh, the conditions in Guantanamo must be horrific for the men there to risk death by hun- hunger strike, violating a basic tenet of their religion. Many of the men in Guantanamo have been tortured in other ways, such as the use of waterboarding and solitary confinement. She goes on, um, but th- but that's the basic gist. Um, she uh, she has started her own um, her own. Uh, she organized a, a thing called the Journey for Justice, which was a hundred and thirty five thirty three mile walk. Uh, to deliver petitions in support of a man named uh, Yasin, who uh, who uh, was in Guantanamo. Um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Yasin Arif. Um, secret evidence was used in the case to convict him. Mm. Recently, documents have come to light that showed uh, what some of this evidence was, and his lawyers have filed an appeal, and so she's working to help him out. Okay. So a lot... To unpack yeah. from uh, from this uh, email, it sort of uh, took us both by surprise. I would say, would would you would you agree with that? No, oh. I, I don't think it took me by surprise. Okay, um, I was I was kind of I don't know that I was expecting uh, a response, but I knew that we were taking a position that wasn't um, the only position out mm. there. On, sure, on on. Uh, what it is that's that's happening and of course you know we were you know we had it sort of we were talking about it under the the auspices of ramadan right which which did probably cloud the issue a little bit well clouded her issue didn't cloud our issue well yeah but but nonetheless it um it like <laughs> yeah so so no i i guess i wasn't that surprised but i mean this really what what, what what I think is a sort of a sticking point for both of us is the use of the word torture, though, to hey, describe. So yeah, let, that's the a force feeding. That's a good of, place to prisoners. to start with our discussion because I, I don't think I can go with you on that, Lynn. I don't think it is torture. I think I think there are I I think it brings up a ton of ethical questions. Yeah, and and the ethics of force feeding someone who is refusing food. Is a valid uh, discussion. It's yeah. a big discussion. Yeah. Um, because I mean, because here's the deal: they have clearly been tortured. Yeah. They've been, I mean, oh you know, yeah, waterboarding, waterboarding, absolutely is torture. Torture. Okay. Like those things. I. I. I mean, this, this might be kind of a splitting hairs type thing, but like, sorry, I just I don't 
see force feeding as torture. Well, I mean, here's what we have to discuss is what I mean. So I, I think so, we need a definition here. So okay. I'm going to look it up. Torture. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up force feeding. Okay. With, uh, the, <laughs> the action or practice of inflicting severe pain on someone as a punishment or to force them to do something or say something. Uh, so, or great physical or mental suffering or anxiety could be considered torture. Right. I think what we're talking about is that that first definition, though. Right. Uh, and I don't, you know, you you said you talked to our friend who's a nurse about it. Yeah. Well, I I was just kind of bringing it up at, at some point when in a group of friends and um, and yeah, so a friend who is a nurse, he was like, why is why is force feeding torture? What are they doing to make it torture? And like they're putting a tube down their nose and they're you know having to strap them down because they don't want to be. And he was just like, I don't see what's I mean, it. I mean, I know that most stuff did that thing when sort of showed how unpleasant it can be um, and painful in some cases. But I was like, to have your nose, to have a, for, a feeding tube yeah, down your nose, yeah. And uh, but but so, and I brought that up with with this nurse friend, and he was like, well, that sounds really weird to me, huh? He's like, it doesn't. Putting a, a feeding tube down your nose. This is something he's done it, a number of times. Um, or seen done. Yeah, I don't know. He's a fairly young nurse. I don't. <laughs> he works in the psych psych ward, so okay. I don't know exactly what he's probably if he's in the psych ward. Yeah, but um, it, we didn't get into that. Um, but but he was like, he's like, no, this happens all the time. It's. I, I not... imagine it feels weird, but I mean, I frankly. Well, and the the question is, okay, so here here here's what it brings up right. is if. You are being forced to submit to something being pushed into your body, mm -hmm. okay, um, which suffragettes in the UK back in the early 1900s who were being force-fed mm. in, in prisons, they, they were doing a hunger strike as well, um, they likened it to rape. Oh. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, because they, uh, because of the, the forcefulness, there were uh, accounts of screaming and, uh, and, 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 and just horrible cries coming from like the next room where, right. where it was happening. And, uh, the, the, the suffragettes, you know, they, I, I didn't read far enough into it to see exactly what ended up happening, but they were being force fed back in, in, in the early 1900s. Sure. And, and there were accounts of, of how horrific and how horrible it was. Right. Huh. Right. Um, and that's, but that's, that's like food being jammed down your throat. They were using tubes, apparently, um, that were somehow being inserted through either the mouth or nostril, huh. um, to deliver a cabbage based <laughs> well, something or other that's the problem they don't like cabbage <laughs> but no i mean it, it it really brings up an interesting issue because there have there's this is this is not anything new right forcing prisoners to eat food when they are on hunger strike now the question is then so we were talking about this earlier there's a lot of different things we don't give prisoners a rope right to let them kill themselves right as a matter uh, of fact Committing suicide in the United States of America is against the law. Whether or not you agree with that. Yeah. And I don't. It is against the I law. Per I personally believe right. it's my life. I should be able to take it or leave it. Right. Whatever. Right. Um, but doesn't matter. But, you know, whether or not you agree with it, current law states it is against the law to commit, to commit suicide. Right. So, in part, they're enforcing the law with this thing. 
Yeah. Uh, by, by, by force feeding. Now, it does feel really weird yeah. to be talking about enforcing the law when we're talking about something happening inside Guantanamo. Right. Guantanamo being uh, this sort kind of, of outside, outside the law. Yeah. And so, and so you know, it, 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 it bring, this is an incredibly weird, tricky. It's a big, complex thing. Yeah, issue that that it, it one when you look at one area, it stirs up something else, right? And, and when you really start to consider it, and and I, the now one the, thing that I I just have the hardest time accepting though is that keeping somebody alive is inhumane. I I well here's what I'll here's what I'll say. I'm not even going to talk about the humaneness or not humaneness. Well, I mean, I you, we could talk about that, but because, I do want to say because that in my idea, my in my head torture is an inhumane act well torture is an inhumane act but torture is not the only kind of inhumane act so not all inhumane acts are torture i think sure and i think i think we have to look at if first of all let's yeah let's go through the torture thing before we get deeper down the rabbit hole okay let's just discuss why we don't think it's torture i don't think it's first of all it's not an undue amount of pain it's not like inflicting this horrible amount of pain it might be a mildly uncomfortable even pay, possibly slightly painful there there have been cases of um causing bleeding okay um and in really extreme cases i don't know if this has happened at guantanamo or how recently these kind of things have happened people have died from some of the injuries that have have happened during a force feeding session. Yeah, but if 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 the history that you're looking at goes all the way back to suffragettes in the 1800s, 1900s, early 1900s, early 1900s, that's fine. I then I would say that that we need to look at what happens today because I know that they have great medical staff at Guantanamo. I'm guessing. Well, okay, then we need to bring up an, an, an important issue, which is back in 1975, uh, in the Declaration of Tokyo by the World Medical Association. Um, it says that, um, doctors, it, it prohibits doctors from, um, um, force feeding Absolutely. a prisoner. Absolutely. But or any I, patient rather. But I still don't think that we've gotten to the question of, is it torture by doing that, by saying that. I think that, I think that's an ethics question and I think that we need to get to the ethics of it. Mm-hmm. But I think if... If they're not using, I mean, the reason that the that, that the men at Guantanamo have been tortured, and they have been, and the reason that, that the U.S. extradites people to, or renders people to other uh, mm-hmm. countries for torture is for the purpose of interrogation. Right. This is not for the purpose of interrogation. This right. is just to keep people alive. Right. It's not, uh, so I think, I, th- I think you, I think you have a pretty tough road ahead of you. To define this as torture, Lynn. However, that being said, well, is is it an ethical thing to do? And to be fair, it's not just Lynn that's saying that it's torture. Sure. You know, there's been a lot of art. There's an article in The Guardian that she references, too. Well, yeah, but um, that doesn't say it's torture either. That just says that the international community claims that it's uh, it's degrading. It's cruel, inhuman, and degrading. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that says that they warned that indefinite detention of suspects is cruel, inhuman, and, and degrading. I agree with that point, mm-hmm. but is. that's not that's not talking about the force feeding. Um, I it does say that that same article, that Guardian article that she get, sent us, uh, says that according to the world's medical mm-hmm. the World Medical Assembly's declaration in, of Malta, 
In cases involving people on hunger strikes, the duty of the medical personnel to act ethically and the principle of respect for individuals' autonomy, among other prisoners, must be respected. Under these principles, it is unjustifiable to engage in forced feeding uh, of individuals contrary to their informed and voluntary refusal of such a measure. Moreover, hunger strike hunger strikers should be protected from all forms of coercion, even more so when this is done through force and in some cases through physical violence. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I think we, they're right that there is a huge ethical question here. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I, you know, even pain doesn't, it doesn't equate to torture. You know what I mean? Like we've well, all, doc- yeah, doctors can inflict pain. Right. Well, I mean, but these <laughs> but guys are can. in prison. A prison, a prison guard can hit a guy with yeah. a, with a nightstick if he's right. acting out of line. Right. So, I mean, just, just the presence of pain mm-hmm. does not equate to torture. Right. Exactly. Um, the, so what's the ethics here? A, we, I mean, so we, on one side we've got, they're not allowed to commit suicide under U.S. law. Not right. to, as you point out, that's trickier in a place where U.S. law doesn't seem to apply enough to actually get them like a trial. <laughs> exactly. A uh, little bit of habeas corpus, anybody? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, who knows? That it's a stickier issue there. I you know I think the whole Guantanamo thing is is outrageous. Yeah, it has. It, <clears throat> a matter of fact, we agree sh- with you, Lynn, on every point except yeah. the torture thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, for for me, it just goes back to the idea. Of, I mean, again, you're, you're the the purpose of the act is not. You have to look at the, the why they're doing it, right? And uh, and uh, if, if it's to keep just to keep people alive. Now, you did bring up a, a tricky thing that it's. You know, we also U.S. government can't let these guys die on hunger strike for just PR right. reasons. I think that that's that that's what really points out the ethical problem here mm-hmm. is that the motivation that the U.S. has not to let these guys die on hunger strike mm-hmm. is purely a PR thing, right? Because they they get plenty they get enough bad press about Guantanamo anyway. This would this would actually aid in. Uh, I, th- it would actually do what the prisoners wanted to do, which is get the message out that the th- horrible things are happening over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the U.S. wants to avoid that. I th- I would say, now this is just a guess. This is not an official, based on some official memo that says, hey, we, you know, we can't let this happen. But it occurs to me that that is the main reason why the U.S. is so intent on keeping these guys alive. Yeah, but at the exact same time, I mean, but that—that's what makes it. That's what makes it. That that in and of itself points out why it's an ethical issue. It's just it. It literally shows us that there that the, you know, this isn't about keeping them alive because we have some moral obligation to keep them alive. Hmm. I don't think I don't think that anybody would argue that. I think lots of I think a lot of people in the U.S. government would be very happy if all of these guys just died. That's a, yeah, that's a huge statement there. I, it solves a lot of issues. <laughs> Rather than having to keep them. You don't have to close the, the, the prison just closed itself. Right. So, I mean, right. is that what you're saying? Yeah. They've got a quagmire on their hands. They do. A natural solution would be nice. And, you know, you have a president in office who twice now in, during an election promised that Guantanamo was, 
was closing. Right. He, he actually did, he would get he, it done. He made some efforts to that end. He did, and then was and then and that, was unsuccessful. That shows just how shutting this thing down is. It's just a no nightmare. easy feat. It's you so know, stupid. It's not, a president can't go in and, and say, "Hey, let's do it." It's like you know? it, I mean, and what's funny is how the American populace responds when they when somebody su- suggests something like, "Hey, let's try them in a in a criminal court." Instead of a military court, considering the most of these guys aren't even accused of being, I mean, well, we don't even know what they're accused of right. most of the time. Exactly. But I mean, enemy combatant does not, uh, it uh, doesn't mean anything. They're not. Who can say? Who can say? Anyway, I say try them in a, in a but if you say try them in a, in a criminal court here, uh, here stateside, rather than, uh, you know, a military tribunal. Mm-hmm. People freak the fuck out. Like, these are superhumans who, if you let them back onto the American soil, <laughs> they're going to, like, infect the world with well, their with their horrible Islam. Islam. Well, but Lynn brings up uh, an interesting point in, in the email, which is that they wouldn't, probably wouldn't get a fair, uh, a fair trial. A trial would be a good start. A trial would be whether a good start. It's a, whether it's fair or not. At least they'd be in front of a court. I mean, but, but you know, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is it's intractable. <laughs> the pro the whole problem is intractable. What do you do about it? You just, I guess, you just force feed them and keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hooray! <laughs> we found the solution. <laughs> it's uh, a horrid, horrid, horrible thing, and we absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and get them and, out of there. And you know, um, the the best situation is that it wasn't there at all, so we don't even have to worry about the force feeding issue. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the the ideal would be that it never happened in the first place, right? Right. Or that we had shut it down. That we had never before oh, yeah. any of this happened, right? Exactly. Right. And then we don't even have. To, then we wouldn't even have to be debating whether or not if forcing somebody. And but 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 what is interesting, and I want to bring this up because obviously you have like the world. Um, what was it? The World Medical Association or something like that, saying it is, um, um, you know, that forcing to force feeding a prisoner um, is unethical because the prisoner is capable of forming an un, an, an unimpaired and rational judgment mm. because doctors are not supposed to force feed. It's right. considered unethical um, and if it's against the will of the person. Exactly, right. if it's against their will. Right, and. Um, so, um, but the UN War Crimes Tribunal at The Hague in 2006 approved the use of force feeding. Yeah. Um, a, a, a Serbian pol- politician by the name of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Um, sure. Just say Slobodan. It wasn't. They're it was all named Slobodan. Vojislav Šešelj. That was pretty. That was pretty good. I'm proud of myself. I think his middle name is Fur. I just said the letters as a song. Um, <laughs> uh, they decided that it was not torture, inhuman or degrading treatment, if there is a medical necessity to do so to to force feed mm, to keep them alive, um, and if the manner in which the detain, de- detainee is force fed is not inhuman or degrading. So, like, not through the butt. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, 
you know um and, and I guess there's also one in uh, there's a, a case in 2009 Lance versus Coleman. Uh, the Connecticut Superior Court authorizes the State Department of Correction to force feed a competent prisoner who had refused to eat voluntarily. Uh, you know, I mean, so there's mm. there's, there's, there's a number here. of of and of course, I mean, this is legal precedent and not you know whether or not it's actually. Um, uh, in keeping with moral and ethical standards exactly sure um but at the same time i you know i kind of just have to it it, if i agree if it's not it, it if it's not for the purposes of torture you know because there have been cases of force feeding um through tubes and what have you i mean at uh what was the name abu Ghraib? Mm. they were force feeding uh prisoners pork right that's you know? that's clearly that is that is torturous force feeding. You have crossed a line, my friend. Well, but they're they're playing mind games. Yeah, exactly. With them. No, and no, that, that's uh, absolutely. This that's, isn't that could even be considered torture because it's such a mental fuck. Right. It's exactly. A, it's a mind. Fuck. This is just. Sorry, we're keeping you alive. Right. Right. I have hard. I just have a hard time going there. Anyways, although one wonders if there's a naughty guard who like throws a tiny bit of bacon in with the. With whatever slurry they're putting oh, on her. Who knows? But I mean, who cares, frankly? And I will say, I got most of this from Wikipedia. <laughs> and so as I scrolled down, I did have to look at some pictures of force feeding in animals or oh, of animals. Oh. And this poor, poor duck. Actually, it's a goose. <laughs> It's just horrid. Okay, now now, now we've just now, now we've slipped a little too far down the rabbit hole. And we were actually to rabbits, or no, whatever, or a duck, goose, a goose, down the goose hole, <laughs> down the goose hole. All right. <laughs> well, if you, I, there you go. I, th- yeah. I, 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 I think we've murdered, we've we've force fed this issue enough. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, if if you want to if you want to disagree with us and shove something down our goose hole. Uh, <laughs> gross <laughs> you, you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash tgi atheist like us leave comments yeah that uh, whole bit you can uh, you can write to us as lynn did uh at podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or we also love to hear your voice and you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442 yep and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club yeah, you for, can, you, for letting us use music. They're great. And you can go to our website and uh, donate like all like our other friends have done. It's uh, thankgodimatheist.com. Uh, and then you select the donate uh, buttons on the right-hand side. Awesome. Well, and cool. uh, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.